Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Good morning. Our guest today is Crystal Phillips. She's the founder of Branch Out Neurological Foundation, which which funds a new field of study called NeuroCam. Crystal became interested in using neuroscience and natural ways to treat disease when she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2005 at only 19 years old and at a time when she was an early hopeful for the Olympic speed skating team. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Crystal. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Crystal, good morning. It's uh, David. And I want to ask you now that we have the uh, Olympics going um, yeah, and you probably watch some of it. What kind of feeling do you have watching the Olympics? Honestly, even you just saying the Olympics are going on right now, I swear I have goosebumps. Um, it's such a, an exciting time for me. And having known just the dedication, you know, the ups and downs that an athlete goes through just to get to that stage is so incredible and should be, you know, getting the attention that it that it gets um during this time so i'm i'm super excited i watch as much as i can it's pretty inspiring well you were in the middle of that and you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis while you were training for the olympics i know that it was a long time ago but what gave you the strength to work through it the way that you did um to be honest i think the biggest thing was being naive because i was so young that up until that point, when I went from literally one of the top skaters in Canada to not walking um, in a matter of three days, um, up until that point, I really hadn't dealt with a whole lot of adversity. So when I was told that, you know, I have this degenerative neurological disease with no cure, and the worst part was you'll probably never speed skate again, I genuinely didn't believe them because speed skating was all I knew. It was everything I did up until that point. So I took that naive attitude. Um, and, and, of course, all of the natural, like, fear, anger, frustration, um, and poured my heart into my recovery, trying to collect, you know, p- resources that I had on the national team um, and get back to, you know, walking again, let alone uh, skating again. What was the one thing that helped you pick, your, pick yourself up after you got that news? Well, I, I had a couple of, of really scary moments. So the first one was that first relapse where I lost feeling from my chest to my toes. I think what got me back into sport was, you know, that naive attitude, but then also, honestly, all of the negative things, like I was, I was scared, I was mad, I was, you know, telling myself why me, you know, that kind of stuff. And I got back into the sport, and then I raced my first competition with a lot of that sort of negative emotion. And although I was able to skate, I woke up the next morning and I went into relapse and had another attack overnight, lost feeling on the entire left side of my body. That's when my attitude shifted. And, um, and it was all honestly due to my parents' advice, which was focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. Focus on what you can eat, not what you can't eat. And by shifting my mindset from like the anger and fear towards gratitude and a focus on all the good things that I do have and can do, that made all the difference in the world. Mm, can use that adage in every area of our life. I love that. So you yeah, went off all of your... 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, at that point, you, you you went off all of your medications, which you were on, and, and decided to go with 100% natural treatments. Tell us about making that decision. Yeah, well, I actually was on, you know, the the recommended conventional drug treatment plan. Uh, and I was on that. I took a daily drug injection for five years, had, you know, annoying side effects as you do with a lot of those drugs. And I went back into relapse right after qualifying for the trials for the 2010 Olympics. So that was in 2009. And then I was told, um, after losing vision in my left eye, I got more tests done and I was told that my disease is progressing and I was developing and it looked like I was pro- developing progressive MS, which looks more like ALS or it's a more drawn out version of it. And they, you know, they prepared me for um, the possibility that I could be in a wheelchair and then just the next couple of years, regardless of which treatment I chose. However, they did suggest a much more aggressive drug treatment plan. And honestly, when they were listing off all of the side effects, I thought to myself, you know what, this is not for me and the side effects sound worse than the disease itself. So I got to try something else. And that's what really inspired me to try going off all my drugs and building a more holistic program instead. And when did you start the Branch Out Neurological Foundation and how did, you, how did it come about? Well, after I went off my drugs, I, you know, despite being told I'd be in a wheelchair in a couple of years or potentially, um, it was about eight months later, I made that decision to go off all my drugs, treat my disease naturally, and I just missed the Olympic Games um, by a few spots. And when I was deciding on whether I wanted to go another four-year cycle, um, I realized that I was developing a dream that was became bigger than the Olympics themselves for myself, for me. And that was to fill some of the gaps in the healthcare system that I recognized based on my personal journey, trying to navigate both the conventional and unconventional healthcare systems. And so that's what inspired me to uh, start the Branch Out Foundation was literally to branch out, find an entire new field of study called NeuroCam that didn't exist, but I felt strongly was needed um, because we needed more scientific validation and high quality research behind some of the less conventional approaches to healing neurological disorders, not just MS, but uh, mental health disorders or brain aging disorders like Alzheimer's. You know, we always hear that it's very hard to raise money for non-pharmaceutical research. So how was that fundraising process like for you? Um, that's when I learned the valuable lesson of um, outsourcing, you know, where you're where you're um, not so strong, but then also playing your strengths. And one of my strengths was, you know, telling stories and talking about this vision and sharing that with the world um, inviting people to participate. And then I was also really good at throwing great parties. And so I started a bike tour uh, with a great party at the end and, you know, welcomed people to join me on creating this vision of a world free from neurological disorders. And I would say that for the first million dollars that we raised, it literally came from like 20 to $100 at a time, which, you know, that's pretty inefficient fundraising and it's so such a grind. But what I loved about it was that that was our base and it spoke volumes about the number of people that was behind 
this kind of a, a movement. And as we raised more money, we were able to increase the, the quality and the amount of research that we were funding. And that gave us the credibility and it gave new funders and bigger organizations the confidence to um, also invest and support our mission. Can you tell us a bit more about that NeuroCam research, what exactly it is? I mean, I think there are people out there listening probably thinking, what kind of therapies are we talking about here with, with the natural stuff? Yeah, so it's a bit of a mouthful to say the neuroscience plus complementary and alternative modalities. I think another way of saying it is really non-pharmaceutical um, and innovative tech. And uh by saying non-pharmaceutical, I don't want people to think that we are anti-pharma by any means. It's more a matter of we need to support all different sorts of treatments and therapies. And this is an area that has been missing um, when it comes to funding the, the, the scientific quality that we needed. So um, it can range from we funded research on uh, certain dietary interventions to stop seizures in, in epilepsy epilepsy. Uh, we've looked at music and movement therapy to regain mobility in Parkinson's disease. Um, we've looked at magnetic brain stimulation to increase depressed areas of the brain for people with major depressive disorder. Um, there's over 100 research projects and programs. I'm so passionate about all of them, and I know that we only have 20 minutes today, so I yeah, I, I can go on and on about all of the different um, projects, but I hope that gives you a, a bit of an example. Yeah. And, and where is the foundation today? You mentioned the first million was a lot of people with 50 and 100 bucks, but where is the foundation today and, and, and in terms of uh, money raised and research? Yeah, so we still get a lot of the 50 to $100, and that really helps us. Um, but we've also um, partnered with a, a couple of family foundations, um, some local here in Calgary, some uh, across Canada, and um, and then we've been able to grow our research projects. So we started with undergrad re research. Now we're able to fund undergraduate, master's, PhD research, as well as principal investigators. So those are the scientists who run their their whole lab in a university. So we only have thirty seconds before our break here. But how did COVID impact your business? <laughs> I wish so badly I could say we were so resilient, it had no impact. But of course, we, you know, it impacted everyone. We didn't know what was going to happen. And, and so we had to cancel our main event, which was a bike tour. Um, we had to turn our other um, big event, which combined art and neuroscience to a virtual one. There were a lot of challenges with all of that. Um, and inevitably, we weren't able to raise the same kind of money. However, we, we were able to continue supporting the research that we hoped to support and, uh, you know, keep our doors open and uh, keep our team together. So we've been able to um, stay alive and, and still be able to make impact. We are with our guest, Crystal Phillips, uh, founder of the Branch Out Neurological Foundation, and we have to take a short commercial break. And following the break, we'll talk about Thin Air Labs and Crystal involvement with Thin Air Labs. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs. Embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. 
We're back with Crystal Phillips. She's the founder of Branch Out Neurological Foundation. And we, uh, just before the break, David was talking about Thin Air Labs and uh, your association with that group. Tell us about that. That's an exciting new project for you as well. Yeah, is it ever? Honestly, it's one of those like pinch me jobs where (laughs) I can't even believe that, you know, it's worked out this way because as I was talking about before, I've worked at the Branch Out Neurological Foundation from inception and then over the course of a decade. And over that time, um, it was inspired by uh, a gap that I saw through my personal journey with MS. And then by growing the Branch Out Foundation, I discovered another big gap, which is we can fund all of this amazing research, but where does it go? And what resources are there available to turn that research into new innovations, therapies, and things that are going to impact humans in a positive way? And so, thankfully, the three partners, um, uh, founders of Thin Air Labs, were um, brewing up this great new idea to start an ecosystem studio where capital investment is combined with community Uh, connections, as well as business expertise to support founders who are trying to develop and and are developing amazing companies that have not only high potential for great returns on investment, but also um, an acronym that I just invented now, which is IOI, meaning impact on investment. Mm. So one of the areas that they really wanted to focus on was the healthcare sector. So when they hired me on with a handshake, to lead their health sector, I was really excited to, you know, transition onto the board of the Branch Out Foundation and volunteer um, and then work on this new project to turn all of that amazing research into um, incredible new new companies that will also consequently be a great economic stimulant for the province. As a health lead at Thin Air Labs, can you share with us some of the project, the health projects that um, you guys are focused on or working on and, and, and supporting? Yeah, absolutely. So at a high level, we're really focused on companies that work um, to prevent illness from happening in the first place. We look at precision or personalizing medicine and then also looking at new pathways to improve communications and other processes uh, within the healthcare system. Some of the companies that are under our portfolio, we have one called Cyantra. They are an early blood, um, or sorry, a blood test for early breast cancer detection. Um, This is a company where, you know, if they continue to be uh, successful like they have been, we are going to look at saving hundreds of thousands of lives. And I'm sure anyone who's listening knows at least someone who's affected by breast cancer. So that's Mm -hmm. one of them. Another one is called True Angle. It's a a company based out of Edmonton with an incredible founder, and she's looking at a biofeedback mechanism to um, help people swallow. And so we're talking people who have, you know, a stroke or something that um, prevents them from being able to use their throat muscles and be able to swallow. So imagine loving coffee and not even being able to enjoy a cup of coffee Um, So this helps retrain that and gives them, you know, the quality of life that they deserve. Um, Mm -hmm. There's another one called uh, Cohesic, and I love this one because it's a perfect example of pathways. So it looks at, okay, you have a heart condition and you talk to your general practitioner, your family physician, then they have to talk to a... um, 
cardiologist, they have to talk to a radiologist, um, and and there's all of these different expertise, um, paperwork that's being shared, and often things kind of slip between the cracks. And so Cohesic is looking at, okay, what's the pathway to get all the way from uh, um, a symptom, a diagnosis, and then a treatment plan, and then ongoing care. And so they really help streamline that whole process for people with any kind of heart or cardiology um, problems. Crystal, I have um, something that I will kind of uh, want to kind of almost brainstorm with you. Uh, one, uh, one of our goals is to discuss how we diversify the economy in Calgary. <laughs> and uh, I've been visiting uh, Denver for business. And what they have done is when they diversify, they brought the medical world into and medical research to Denver in, in a big way. Can Thin Air Labs be kind of the platform to bring, you know, medical research as, as an, an industry to Calgary? I mean, to, to I'm a little from other, to attract from other, Attract from other cities, other countries? Yeah, so I'm a little biased, but I think absolutely. And it is such an honor to be, you know, in the position where we can lead the way. You pair the, the, the need to diversify the economy and the will, the drive. Um, you have a lot of strength and talent and expertise in this province. We have that entrepreneurial spirit and background here. We also have a ton of IP and technology and research stuck in the labs in our province that could be commercializable. You layer all of that on top of the fact that COVID has put a spotlight on the healthcare sector, and it's no longer just a, a nice soundbite to say that there's this like, hockey stick growth curve um, in the health sector. It really is happening, and um, it's one of those positive consequences of such a, a horrible pandemic that we've all had to endure. And that's, you know, improvements in healthcare, but then also a lot of stimulation in uh, startups and um, and then looking at um, investment opportunities in that area too. Mm-hmm. What kind of reception are you getting from traditional doctors or pharmaceutical companies with the non-pharmaceutical research? Are they working with you or how is, how's that playing out? That's a trap question. No, no. I really love this question. I love this question because honestly, often the assumption is that, you know, all doctors or Western trained physicians feel a certain way. And the truth mm-hmm. is, is they want good quality research to back up, you know, what they're able to recommend to patients because they want to give the best care to patients. Now, if there is good quality research, um, you know, and there's companies that really do have that research backing them, um, Doctors are open and so excited that someone's willing to, you know, do that research, put all that time in and fund these companies who are going to make that kind of impact. Um, So it's been a really eye opening and inspiring journey to see the reception being so positive uh, within uh, Western trained uh, practitioners. Uh, How about uh, functional medicine? Yeah, what is I mean, your take on functional medicine? Yeah, I, I mean, I, my doctor is a functional medical um, doctor, and, and she's amazing. She's Western-trained and has done a, a bunch of extra work. She's here in Calgary um, working at the Copeman Center. And so she, yeah, like I, I just love that she gets the holistic perspective but isn't too extreme where, you know, it's not – 
it's not like you have to go all non-pharmaceutical or all pharmaceutical. It's about looking at you as an individual and your needs and understanding holistically what you need. And what looks like, looks like a, a great program for myself may not work for, you know, another girl who's got the same disease and is the same age. I I was just going to ask you about that because if I'm sitting at home listening and if I have MS or another disease that I'm struggling with and I would like to go down that path of trying some more natural approaches, what do I do? Where do I go? Because it seems like there are a million different suggestions, whether you're looking at TikTok or, you know, um, medical MD or whatever it is, WebMD, anything like that. It just seems like you've got endless options oh it's it's so true and I wish I had this like perfect answer to that question because I struggled with that same thing like I you know spent a lot of time a lot of money um and on all the different things both in the conventional and unconventional systems and although I have a program that works really well for me now it took it took a long time to get here and what works for me might not work for everyone else. So I'm always happy to share my, you know, my program. And, um, but knowing that, you know, it's no prescription and it may not be the same for everyone. Um, I, you know, did a lot of Googling. I saw a lot of different practitioners and really um, in the end, I recommend to be the CEO of your own health and trust, you know, your own body and your ability to navigate the healthcare systems and be um, strong about your decisions and, and how to advocate for yourself. I have that book by Larry Olauser, Be the CEO of Your Own Body. Oh, nice. Crystal, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing with us your personal story and the amazing work you guys are doing uh, in research and trying to improve all our lives. And we wish you all the best. And thank you again for being our guest today. Uh, thank you so much for highlighting this, you know, this story and, and the potential for this sector to grow in the province. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit CWBank.com.